Uh, today I'm going to talk about making your buyers the VIPs. The VIPs. Agent Power Huddle is a daily jumpstart, giving you all the tools you need to create an amazing real estate career. Led by top experts in the field, you'll learn how to sell more houses in less time while creating the life you want. Welcome to the Agent Power Huddle. Good morning, everybody. So I hope everybody's having great, great, awesome Thursday. Uh, today, I'm going to talk about making your buyers the VIPs. Um, so I'm going to share my screen so that you can see. So you're going to help me know that you can see it in just a second. For me, for those of you that may not know me, I'm Amy Izzo. I am a, a realtor in Northwest Indiana and in the Chicagoland areas. I have sold um, a lot of real estate, <laughs> over $53 million in real estate in the last five years. And um, I'm just excited to be able to come on and share whenever I get an opportunity. So um, can everybody see my screen? Give me a thumbs up or wave so I know you can see the screen. Okay, um, perfect. Um, so I am going to talk a little bit about making your buyers a VIP. I have a process in place and we can tweak this as well, but you can rip off and duplicate. We'll make sure, I'm sure Zach can help me get this out available to everybody. So. Um, first of all, if you're driving, be safe. And if you, you know, want to just really focus on this, focus on it and we'll get you out the presentation later. Um, but I want to talk quickly about, before we talk about how to do and what, how you would do a VIP buyer process and program and what that is, I want to talk about the benefits. Um, so this is really about building strong relationships from the introduction with your buyers or your potential buyers giving you a way to learn their wants or needs, their expectations, and my favorite, their past experiences. Most of the time when we meet a buyer, they have had other experiences with another real, real estate agent, even if they are not a first time home, well, especially if they're not a first time home buyer, but even if they are a first time home buyer, we may not always be the first person that they've talked to. So, um, it uncovers their limiting beliefs. I find buyers have limiting beliefs about what they can do in terms of purchasing a home, especially first-time home buyers. But even move-up buyers seem to have limiting beliefs, and there's not a lot of good information just readily available. So I find that in a converse, a good conversation with a buyer or potential buyer, they um, they will share what their limiting beliefs are. Sometimes we call them objections but I think of them as limiting beliefs or just things that they believe for whatever reason. Um, gives me an opportunity to educate buyers and set expectations, sets you apart as the expert, really makes you the expert in their eyes. It doesn't matter if you've been in real estate five minutes or 25 years, when you get a little bit more formalized and you can do that in a casual way, but when you have a process in place, of how you take on buyers and transition them all the way through writing an offer on a home and closing it, it really sets you apart as the expert from day one. Sets you apart from your competition because as many people as I talk to about this, I know only a handful really take it and go and do it. And I know in my area, I've been doing it for years. And in my area, when I talk to buyers that I meet, they will often share with me without me asking. So unsolicited that they had no one took them through the process in this way. 
And it just makes them feel special, makes your buyers feel special, which is my favorite one here, my favorite benefit. People remember how you made them feel, not even so much what you said, right? They remember what, how you made them feel. So this really makes them feel special. So it's a six step process. I like to talk about process. So what do we do? And then we'll talk about how we do the process and starts with a VIP buyer consultation. I do consults with all my buyers, most of them on Zoom like this. Even the ones that are afraid of Zoom, I say, all you need is email. If you have email, we can we can Zoom it up and I you know, walk them right through how to do it. Even if I've got to call them on the phone and walk them through it. But most people know how to do Zoom. So, and they, most everybody has an email. Uh, initial, then I call it the next step is the initial financing conversation with home loan pre-approval, custom home search and shopping. So they can only get that from me because only I do my home search the way I do my home search. Market knowledge that gets the buyer the best value, a unique team approach. And I'm going to talk more about this, but I've been, I always have seen myself as a team leader, even before I had a team. So I always saw my lender partners, my inspector partners, all of the members that I work with as part of my team. I've always talked that way to them and I've always talked about them that way. So I have three main lenders that I work with. I have them in place for different reasons and they are an extension of my team. I have a few home inspectors. I have a few contractors, a few high vac folks. Uh, they are all on my team. They know that. And when I talk to my potential clients, they know that. And then there's some exclusive VIP buyer benefits as well. So you might take this and put it you know, on a pretty marketing side like this for potential buyers or buyers. And often I'll have something like this on a flyer with my information available. That'll be in a folder for them just to kind of show them what we're gonna talk about um, or to that I can send to them as a PDF so they know what we're gonna talk about and what my system is. And even if we don't cover it, so they know I have a system for them. Now, real quick, before the consultation. So if I have a buyer that comes into me, whether they come into me through an ad online, through a Facebook ad, whether they're referred to me, I always set them up for a buyer consultation. So my initial call is I want to call them get and get, usually I'm just calling them when it's good for me. So, and I want to get an appointment to do, I tell them 30 to 45 minutes, depending on how many questions they have. I'm certainly never in a hurry. And on my calendar, so you guys know, I book more time. I book about 90 minutes. Um, but I tell them 30 to 45 minutes, depending on how many questions and all the buyer decision makers need to be a part of the consultation. So, and I schedule that. I do not get pushback. People schedule with me most of the time when I'm catching them, they're in route anywhere, anyway, or they're going through their day. So they weren't ready for me. So we set the appointment. When we set the appointment, they are going to get two things for me. They're going to get a getting to know you checklist that I'm going to ask them to complete and have ready for the call or to send back to me. Um, about half of the people send it back to me. If they don't, it's okay. Uh, it's really just a part of them knowing some of the things that I want to learn about them. And I want them to know I want to learn about them so I can help them find a home. And then I send them an introduction video, um, kind of like this. I'll play it. So they get this from me. I hope you guys can hear it. Can you guys hear that? It's working. Hello, I'm Amy Izzo with the Amy Izzo Group. We would like to thank you for this opportunity to share the importance of having an experienced real estate professional assist you when purchasing a home. 
common mistake made by many home buyers is to immediately start shopping for homes before pre-qualifying for a loan with a lender. By pre-qualifying, you can assure sellers that you have the resources necessary to purchase their home, making sellers more likely to accept an offer. Once we found a home that's right for you, we will prepare a comparative market analysis, or CMA, to determine if the home is priced Okay, you get the idea. I don't want to, I don't know what happened. It didn't finish, but you get the idea. Can you guys hear me okay? Uh -oh. Yeah, we can. Okay, great. Sorry. I wasn't sure that you could. So you get the idea. And the reason that I send, let me go back in presentation. The reason that I send that video ahead of time, well, what do you guys think? Why do you think I send that video ahead of time? Come off mute, some of you, and give me your thoughts. Why do you think I send that intro video ahead of time? The set expectations. Mm -hmm. Set expectations. What else? Also, it's pretty low pressure, so they get to build their relationship with you without having to actually have the pressure of performing in front of you. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. So I just want to give them a little overview, set some expectations. I want them to get to know my personality a little bit. They don't really know me. So my personality is going to come through in this video, even though I need to reshoot that video because I look different now. <laughs> I still am using it. I still send it until I get it redone. Um, and, you know, it can be just I started this one. I actually was able to edit and put together, but I started just doing it on my phone. So, and you'll see that I have some other things that I do and you'll see that um, some of them are just shot on my phone. I'm sitting at my desk that I'm sitting at right now. Oops. All right. Again for you. I'm just trying to get back. Okay. So, so before the consultation, that's what I do is I send that video. I have a consult set up with them. I send the video. They have the checklist. Then um, step one is the consultation. Couple of tools you can use that's really easy. I have a packet of information that I send them at the time of the consult. So I don't send it way in advance. Uh, I don't want them fumbling for it, trying to find it. So when I'm getting jumping on Zoom or if we're sitting down in person, I have a folder of this information put together. Um, I do do in-person consults, so but I know they're a little bit harder and I've done less of them this year. So I have usually always about a dozen folders ready to go that have my packet of information in it that's going to walk them through and allow me, right, when I was learning my process, allow me to walk through my process with them in a way that I look very professional and they feel that I'm very professional. And then they have some information to keep and take with them. Or if I've sent it to them right at the top of the call, they can open it up, they have it available, um, and that we can go through it, we can go through it together. Um, a great place you can go is Breakthrough Broker. If you go to breakthroughbroker.com. I've been using them for years. They have a whole buyer's packet that's really, really cool. Um, it has a really lot. It has some great information in there. Um, I'll, I can take you through it really quick. So, first of all, in if you've never used Breakthrough Broker, it is a free service. Um, I think you get so many downloads a month for free, so it might be ten. Um, and you can go in and drop in your profile picture and all your information, and it's going to drop it onto any marketing template. This buyer's packet starts with the buyer's questionnaire. So if they didn't fill out my pre-sheet and tell me any information, I doesn't matter because I'm going to go through a lot of it right here. Um, my pre-checklist, I should put in here, um, it has some information about where do they like to go to eat, 
Um, do they have kids? What do they like to do? What are their hobbies? So I can learn a little bit more about them. Um, but the, the Breakthrough Broker Packet has, you know, all the questions you would want to ask. Financing, uh, information about their new home, what are they looking for, all the way through. And then it's got some, it's got some real estate terminology, which I don't walk through, but I just tell them it's there for them to have. And it's, that's very helpful for folks that haven't bought a home before. Um, benefits of homeownership. I don't walk them through this, but it's, again, it's in the folder or it's in the packet, but I do quickly, I, once I have a feel for um, what kind of a buyer they are and how savvy they are, I do walk them through this process. If they are a first time home buyer, I walk them through from, Hey, your first step is you're doing it today. You're meeting with me all the way around also has my information on it if I'm giving it out hard copy. If they're more savvy, um, I just maybe point out the things that have changed on here or maybe a little different since the last time they bought a home. So someone that hasn't bought a home in 20 or 25 years may not be familiar with things that go on in the process. Like they may not feel it's necessary to get pre-approved, for example, and they may not understand that because they may not have had to do that 20 or 25 years ago. Also, the pre-approval process is different now. Um, I hear it all the time from buyers that haven't done this in a while. They don't understand why they have to give bank statements. Um, they don't understand why they, we have to do verification of employment. They don't understand a lot of the steps that happen now that have changed. So I just give them just a high level overview of what might be different now on this slide. And then there's a house hunting checklist that I tell them we're gonna use once we get out and we start house hunting. So that is our buyer consult. So during the buyer consult, I like to set up the financing conversation. So when I have my consults, I have my lender partner that I'm planning to refer this buyer to on call so that I can bring them into the Zoom. Or if, it's, if we're together, I can call them on speakerphone and I can set them up to start the pre-approval con conversation. I let the buyers know the financing conversation is super important and you know all the reasons why. But one of the things that I tell them is um, it helps us set the budget. It helps us set a better search if we know what, what it is, not only that they are qualified to purchase, but what they want to spend. And so that financing conversation helps us set up uh, not only what they can do, but what do they want to do? Where are they comfortable? So we're shopping in the right price point and we're looking for the right homes. We don't ever, I always tell people, we don't ever want to over shop you. We don't want to under shop you either. So sometimes what you think you can purchase, you may have more buying power, especially given the conditions of the market. Um, I try to get them immediately pre-approved. So there's nothing better in a uh, buyer consultation if they end the consultation and they're pre-approved or they know they're going to be pre-approved. My least favorable way to do this is to set an appointment to have that done. So if it's on a Zoom and uh, they're not comfortable for whatever reason doing the um, financing conversation right there, or they don't want me to be a part of it, I will get that appointment set up and at least do an introduction to the lender partner. Um, so they've seen them face-to-face -face or talked to them on the phone with me and then let them know that you know I'm going to step out so that they can do their financing conversation. Amy, real quick question. Yeah. Uh, so on the broker uh, breakthrough brokers, I know I had to get invited to get full access. Is that the same? Is that the same rules? So I would need to check that. I know that I initially had access through my title company, and I. But I think now with EXP, I also have uh, an account with them through that. But I, I would 
for years, I was with them prior. And I believe it was just an invite through the title company. Oh, through the title company. Second question real quick is, is this a downloadable uh, packet so I can download it and, and forward it on to my uh, client or do you have to print it out? It, it is a downloadable packet. So you customize it. It downloads as a PDF. I believe you have an option to download it in another format as well. And you can also print it. Thank you. You're welcome. And you guys um, just jump in and I may not see you. There's lots of you, so I may not see you. So just unmute and jump in with any questions that you have. So, so my goal is, mm -hmm. my goal is also step three kind of starts during the buyer consultation, which is the custom home search. So if I can get them, whether I can get them accurately pre-approved or not in that consult, I want to put them on a search. Um, now, I prefer to have them pre-approved, but if I if not, either way, I'm putting them on a search. So while I've got them, I'm getting them a link or an invite, depending on what you're using, to my home search app. I want to make sure they have my app on their phone. I know they're using Zillow and Trulia, and I'm going to take a moment to educate them on that and what that really means for them in their home search. I know they're probably using realtor.com and other things like that, and that's great. I'm not gonna deter them. But what I do tell them is I have some gr a great app they can download on their phone that makes it really easy for us to communicate during the home search process. So I said, let me get you an invite. And I, I either use the one for my CRM, or if you don't have this option available through your CRM, in most areas, HomeSnap is available and free. Um, and so I've used HomeSnap and they have a really great app as well. And I'm sure there's other ones out there. If you all know of other ones, drop them in the chat or unmute and let's share them now. But I'm sure there's other ones out there. My favorite is something that's hooked to your CRM that's on your phone as well. So that when you're searching uh, for homes or the client is searching for homes, you can communicate through the app about those homes. So I get them set up while I'm with them as we as we kind of wrap up the consultation. And then separate once they leave, I will set, I will go into the search through my CRM and adjust it. So initially I'm just inviting them to the app so they can search. Then I'm gonna go on and put them on a real search. So if I know that they're looking between 250 and 300,000, that's my market folks, or up to 500,000, I'm gonna set them on a pretty wide search the first time and I tell them that. Why do I tell them that? Well, I did just consult with them and I do know a lot about what they think they want, but what I find is sometimes what they think they want and what they actually want are a little bit different when we get online and really start looking and certainly when we get out looking at homes. So I tell them in the consult, I'm gonna send you a pretty wide search. I know you want a three bedroom, so I won't send you any twos, but I'm gonna send you three plus bedroom. I'm gonna expand your budget a little bit just so you can see what the market has available. And that has been especially important this year where we've had such a shortage of homes available and where they're going so fast. So I, when I educate them and say, you're gonna get a wide search first. I may even can include some neighboring areas outside of what they told me. Uh, again, so that they can really see what's happening in the market. And I assure them that we can shore that search up a little bit, but I, you know, as soon as they take a look at the first, maybe one or two, we can pare that down or expand it, whatever we need to do, but better to cast a wide net so that they don't miss anything. Never do I get an objection to that. Folks are good with that. Um, this step is really next. So they get the home search. They're going to identify some homes they want to see. I'm staying in touch with them, right? As soon as they start the home search, I'm staying in touch with them. Uh, probably 
after they received the whole search, I said within 48 hours, I'm checking with them to see, did they have a chance to look at it? Any initial thoughts, things like that. Um, and I'm, I can see through my CRM, through my app, if they're opening it, if they're searching, if they're not, they don't know I can see that, but I know I can see that. So if I see activity, I'm calling them sooner. If I don't see activity, I'm still calling them to see what's up. Um, and the, you know, again, they don't know, but I just really want to stay, stay close to them. The next step is really just doing what you all already do best, right? Is finding them a home. So lots of strategies you can do. Um, I love a couple of different things. I love to give them house hunting checklists. And I know this year we've had a few less extra people on the search on the, on the tours. But if I, when I'm doing tours, I'll bring a house hunting checklist for them. And I'll also bring one if they have kids for the kids, especially if they're like kids, kids where they can um, be a part of the process. I'll bring them one as well. It just kind of includes them. I've had less kids this year though, because we've really been limited how many people are walking through. I also really love the MLS tearaway strategy. So if we're seeing four homes, I'm going to bring an MLS client sheet on each of those homes. And as we walk through each home, the sheets are for them, not for me. But as we walk through each home, they're going to give me some feedback. I'm going to be asking them some really good questions. And if they don't, if after each home, before we go to the next home, I ask them what they thought of that home, give me some feedback. Um, and it either goes on the maybe list or it gets torn off because it is not an option. We always have those where it's not an option. And it just really helps them emotionally start to go through the real process of finding a home and eliminate some off the list so that we have we have a pared down version of which home or we have one home available. And then I let my buyers know about my team from the very beginning and try to leverage them along the way. So if they've met with me initially, but someone else is going to show them the home for me, that's already been set up for the, from the beginning. So when we're scheduling appointments to show homes or whatever, it's not the first time they might hear that Becky is going to show homes for me today, or so-and-so is going to show homes for me today, but don't worry, I'm going to be involved in the process. So if you're using a showing agent or you're thinking about that, or you're just teaming up with other people in your team, in your brokerage, you know, just if you set those expectations from the beginning, it's really easy to leverage the team when you get super busy. Um, I also tell them in the consult about my VIP buyer program. So my VIP, my VIP buyer program has a few elements to it. Everyone that works with me is going to get a complimentary home warranty. Everybody's going to get one. So in my the, in my area, it's a 13-month home warranty. I know they vary nationally. Um, they're also going to have, get discounts with my partners if they interview them, like them, and choose to use them. So I've got home inspector partners that will that I've already pre-set up that give my um, clients a discount. I've got insurance professional partners, HIVAC partners, uh, lender partners that I don't necessarily say will give them a discount, but I say we'll find them the best financing scenario, contractors that can help them um, if there's things that they need to do to home to improve it. So I make sure they know that they have that already set up. Um, and then I also do the love it or leave it program. So the love it or leave it program is a program where it just really gives the buyer some, um, some so, so low risk, right? They feel low risk, some peace of mind that if they purchase a home and for whatever reason in the first 12 months, they feel like they should have bought another home. It's not something that they like. I'd be happy to sell it for them. I waive the listing side commission. We just charge a buyer side commission and we do have a small administrative fee that we charge. But other than that, we save them the, um, the listing side 
commission, if they list it within 12 months, can't be 12 months in one day, has to be 12 months. And um, they have to list it with me and they buy with me. So the other part of it is they also buy with me. So if they choose to take advantage of that program, I have that available for them. And people get excited about that um, because they can, they really feel like they can have peace of mind, especially I've heard that a lot this year, more than other years where they have to make, we have to make quicker decisions on homes than maybe we've had to in the past. But I've only ever in three years had one person come to me. So to give my realtor friends peace of mind, I've really only had one person have to sell their home in eight months and they bought another home with me. So, and yes, I did honor the love it or leave it. I advertised it to with my buyers and the consults and I did advertise it and I did honor it and it was fine. So I certainly worth your while um, to go ahead and uh, put that program in place. Excuse me. Yes. Hey, how are you how are you offering warranties on homes warranty? yeah, I, I heard you say that you're offering a warranty on a home I, maybe I misheard so I so I tell all my buyers we're going to make sure that we purchase them a home warranty so through a company like home warranty of America or home warranty Inc so if you're not familiar with a home warranty home warranty is really just um, it's a it's a program you can purchase that covers certain elements of the home so typically the one that I'm offering um, it's the prices will vary in your area in the Midwest, in my area, it's about $550 and it covers the, all the, all the big components of the home, the furnace, the air conditioning, um, the hot, the, uh, the hot water heater, the doorbell, the garage door opener, and a few other minor items as well. So what happens is if those items break, they have to be inspected. So they'll do an inspection. If those items, um, were working well on inspection and they do not work, uh, within the first in my area, it's 13 months, 13 months of that program, then the buyer can make a claim to the home warranty company. They pay usually about a hundred dollar, uh, service call fee, and then the item is repaired or replaced at the home warranty company's discretion. I have very good success with buyers, um, and the companies that I work with will notify me when a buyer has leveraged their warranty successfully, and then I can reach out to them. It gives me another reason to follow up as well later on. Hmm. Cool. Thanks. Yeah, you're welcome. A couple of national companies are Home Warranty of America and Home Warranty Inc. Is not they're national. They're not as as wide, they're not as widespread as Home Warranty of America. And I've had good feedback with them. And I know there's local ones too. So I'm not endorsing, I, I'm not endorsing any company. Those are just the ones I've experienced with. Have you found that it offers true value to the buyer or is this more of a pitch tag? It offers true value to the buyer. I've had a, many buyers where their inspections went really well. And then actually I just had one, their inspection went well, everything was fine. And uh, they were in the house six weeks and their furnace went out. Um, and so, I'll, I'll weigh in on the uh, homeowner's end of that. So yeah. I've had home warranties on both of my houses. And the first one that I had, I had a $60 deductible, but to replace my garbage disposal, I mean, it was phenomenal. And uh, I easily surpassed the $500 worth of labor and all that that was worth the home warranty. But I paid for it as an actual homeowner myself. And that yeah. we did that in our second home too, which was 20 years newer and there's still little things that you can fix and have corrected that it's great. You literally just call them and pay the service fee and then they fix it and they're on their way. So I highly recommend that to everybody. Oh, great. Thank you for, thanks for that feedback. I appreciate it. I've had great success too. I've had people get new washers and dryers. I've had people get furnaces. I've had them get things repaired. A lot of times they'll always try to repair first. 
um, if they can, but if they can't, if it's not rep something that can be repaired, they will replace the item. Does this so. potentially ever cover things like um, undiscovered asbestos that later is discovered or it's a Chinese drywall or some other hazardous thing missed by inspection? It's going to depend on the plan. That's where I would really make sure you have a good rep at the home warranty company and you understand what they're going to cover. There are some uh, companies like Home Warranty of America does have some pre-existing condition coverage. I don't know if it covers those specific items, cool. but I know they do have some things. And now, you know, I've uh, in my area there's well and septic, and so I've also there is also extra coverages for well or septic for pools, things like that you can add in. So, and sometimes, you know, I don't always just give them the standard warranty. We try to give them the warranty that um, that is will best meet their needs based on the home that they're purchasing. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. Um, we're, we're wrapping up on the hour. I just have one more slide. So if, you, if you're going to hang out with me, great. And if you can't, I understand. Um, I would just say quickly, I do some other things that I get really great feedback on along the way from, from buyers. And so, um, and I have it automated so someone can help me do it. So I don't have to be the one that does it. Someone can help me do it. So things like I, an offer, I just had an offer that was accepted a couple of days ago. And as soon as the offer is accepted, I actually call the buyer because that's the best call ever to let them know their offer was accepted. But then they get videos from me. So they'll get immediately, they'll get an earnest money video. Um, and I will just, if I can, let's see, I'm going to try to play it and see if I can do it. Congratulations, by now you know the great news. The offer on your home was accepted. And so now it's time for us to get busy with a lot of activities. Don't worry, I'll be here along with my team to get you through all the steps. Here's step one, earnest money. It's time to put the first portion of your money down on your home. So your earnest money was that amount that we put in your contract that you would put down at the time of accepted offer. So seller would hold the home for you. So I'll stop it there. So all I'm really doing is reminding them of the things I've already told them, but they may forget along the way. So I, so I have an earnest money video. I have an inspection video. It's like time to order your inspection. Now I know that may vary depending on where you're located, but here our buyers order their own inspections. So um, I have a do's and don'ts of buying a home that I send them, which is really just kind of like if you've ever done a one pager where you give your buyers when you initially meet with them, like here's all the things not to do, especially now that you're under contract so you don't lose your loan. Like let's not go buy a BMW. Let's not go do these things just yet. Um, so I have a video on that. So I've been taking a lot more of the documentation and turning it into videos and then timing it and sending it to them all throughout the process. I even have one that says, I'm still here and I'm working on your your offer because there's that time during the, or not offer, I'm working on your home sale because there's that time where your inspections are done and your earnest money is in and the lender's got everything and now it's just quiet waiting for like conditional approvals and clear to close and there's really not a lot of engagement. So I even have a video that goes out that says, hey, you know, I'm here, you know, and it, um, and it doesn't mean I don't still follow up and talk with them, but it helps. And I get really great feedback from buyers um, that they have been able to communicate with me um, in along the way very, very often, even though most of it is really just videos that I have set up to go out at certain times uh, through the transaction. So that's what I have for you guys today. I hope that is helpful. Let's see. Do, uh, I see Andrea, do you do gifts at certain points? Um, so I do a closing gift. I've always done a closing gift. 
Um, I don't do gifts prior. One thing I didn't say is after in a successful inspection, that's when I asked for my testimonial. Um, because that is a point where they're pretty happy. And successful to me means I successfully negotiated repairs. It doesn't mean there wasn't anything wrong, right? So we, and I used to wait till the end of the transaction to ask for testimonials, but that's, they're closing, they're trying to move, they're really busy, and it takes a lot more follow-up to get them to give the testimonial, although I've gotten them. I have hundreds of testimonials, so I've gotten lots of them. But I started, a coach of mine years ago recommended that I start asking a little bit sooner in the process, and it really works. So I do, I start, I ask around the time that um, we, they've done their inspections and we know that they're going to have a little time on their hands and they're pretty happy still. So I asked then, and most people will give it to me very rarely. I get someone that'll say, well, when it's, when the deal is done and I'm like, great, I'll ask you at closing <laughs> or, or on that phone call, if I'm not at closing, right. I operate in a couple States. So some, I have to attend the closings and some I'm not allowed to attend the closing. So, um, you know, I either ask at the closing if I'm there or if I'm not, I'm asking, I'm calling them and, you know, congratulating them, making sure they got their keys and I'm reminding them then. And then I have some emails that go out as well, but they do get a closing gift from me. Um, and then they go in, I uh, use a system called send out cards. So they go on a 12 month touch, 12 month touch campaign after closing where they'll get uh, touches from me every month for 12 months. Um, it's, and it's just personalized cards that they'll get for me. A couple of them have gifts. Um, in the beginning, it was just cards. So in the beginning I was doing manual cards and then I switched to a system, which got me more efficient and, um, they will get like, usually at the three month mark, they'll get brownies, which everybody loves the brownies. Um, and then they might get a coffee gift card for me, you know, like month four or five. Um, and then I do stay in touch and try to get, I am going to get referrals from everybody I do business with buyers and sellers. So I do stay in touch throughout the year and I will ask for referrals throughout the year. Um, and some of that is through cards that I'm sending and some of that is through email communication or videos. And some of that is when I call them and get them on the phone. So hope that was helpful. How, how direct are you when you ask for referrals? James, is that you? Yeah. How direct are you when you ask for referrals? I, I'm very direct. So I say, Hey James. <laughs> so I'll say, Hey James, I, you know, what would really, really help me is I would really appreciate it. I'm going to send you a link right to my testimonial site. If you could leave me a few sentences about your experience with me so far, I would so appreciate it, it would really help me. And then I shut up. And if I said that to you, you would probably say, okay. So now I make it easy for them because I make sure they get a text with the link and I make sure they get an email. I really want them to put them in one particular place, but I want them to go to three or four places. So sometimes I remember to say, you only have to write one, but if you could copy and paste it like to my Facebook page or here as well. I haven't, and it may just be, I haven't figured out, but I haven't figured out a way to send one and get it to you know Google and here and there. So I'll send them usually like three links and most of them will write one and put it in two or three places for me. But as long as it gets to one place, I'm a happy camper. Hey, Amy, I've got an idea. All right. There's lots of good questions and lots of engagement. Why don't we schedule an Ask Me Anything in the Agent Power Huddle Facebook group? For, like, we'll just schedule 30 minutes. People can just ask you all, rattle off questions. I think it'll be fun. Beautiful, because I ran way over. I'm so sorry I ran over, guys. So I hope it was good and helpful. <laughs> clearly, it's helpful. Clearly, it's good. Or people wouldn't be hanging out. So they want more. So this is good. So we'll just schedule awesome. time in the Agent Power Huddle Facebook group, right? Get with Zach, and we'll, we'll just book a time. And we'll put it in there and just open up for questions, 30 minutes, an hour, however long we want to hang out in there. 
done because I, and maybe I can save this. I'll save this chat. Yeah, yeah it'll save automatically. What well, we got it. Yeah. I could not see your questions while I was talking to you. <laughs> Thank all you. right. Well, then that's all I have. Thank you, guys. If you'd like more information or to get connected to the Agent Power Huddle, join our free Facebook group. This call was designed for the agents in our real estate organization, but open to any agent from any brokerage. If you're a guest and you're interested in learning more about the Agent Collective, reach out to the person who invited you to this call to get more info.